What kind of friend do you want? What kind of friend are you? Do you want one who pampers your fancies and flatters your vanity? Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Davison, bringing you truth and peace through God's word. In this episode, we talk about tough love for your friends. What does the Bible say about what type of friends we should be? Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T E L L. Tell. Now here's Pastor Davison showing us what the Bible says about friendly love. Thanks for listening. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Dear brothers and sisters, pay attention to this message. True love wounds. Kisses often lie. Here is a great proverb of true friendship and love. No matter what you think, true friends wound each other. They correct, rebuke, and warn each other for their mutual perfection. These faithful gestures of love are precious. On the other hand, false friends may easily show much outward affection or attention, which are a lying cover for their selfish hearts. As we see in Proverbs 27 verse 5, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Solomon rejected the world's idea of love. Who cares if you send cards, kiss, or say the three words? They are not proof of anything of value. They might very well be cover for your selfish ambition to take advantage of another person. Who cares if you shake hands, smile a lot, and give many compliments? Flattering others to obtain their response for mutual self-love is disgusting. These are not evidences of friendship or love. Only wounds show true friendship and love. Flattering words and a kiss are what Judas used. Matthew 26 verse 48 to 49 says, Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Flattering words and a kiss are what Job used to kill Amasa. Job said to Amasa, How are you, my brother? Then Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. Amasa was not on his guard against the dagger in Joab's hand, and Joab plunged it into his belly, and his intestines spilled out on the ground. Without being stabbed again, Amasa died. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bichri. 2 Samuel chapter 20 verse 9 to 10. Flattering words and a kiss are what Absalom used to seduce the men of Israel into sedition against David. 2 Samuel 15 verse 5 says, Also whenever anyone approached him to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand and take hold of him and kiss him. Dear friends, 
Hatred is often hid behind lying words and acts of affection. Proverbs 26 verse 24 to 26 says, A malicious man disguises himself with his lips, but in his heart he harbors deceit. Though his speech is charming, do not believe him, for seven abominations fill his heart. His malice may be concealed by deception, but his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. True friendship and love give, and they give for the benefit of others. Love is selfless. True love is finding the blessing in giving to another. Dear friends, the highest measure of love is helping another meet Christian goals. Brother Paul was a great example of such love. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 14 and 15 says, Now I am ready to visit you for the third time, and I will not be a burden to you, because what I want is not your possessions, but you. So I will very gladly spend for you everything I have and expend myself as well. If I love you more, will you love me less? Do you love anyone by that high measure? Do you have any friends who love you that way? If you truly love another person, all your actions toward them will be governed by the goals of helping them please God and prepare for the day of judgment. Second Corinthians 11 verse 2 says, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to 1,000. I mean, I promise you to one husband, to Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you will correct, rebuke, and warn as necessary. You will not overprotect, compromise, or overlook actions that hurt their relationship with God or lead to sin in their life. Godly love will not cover sins. It will correct sins. It will not condone evil. It will condemn evil. This truth about friendship and love is too high for most. They believe the devil's lie that friendship and love are seeking pleasure and keeping things comfortable, happy, and peaceful in relationships, regardless of another's conduct. But if you truly care for a person, you will want to help perfect them. Luke 17 verse 3 says, So watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Again in the book of Leviticus 19 verse 17, you find that if you do not rebuke their sin, you hate them. And it says, Do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly, so you will not share in his guilt. This kind of love creates the greatest friendships and relationships. Proverbs 28 verse 23 says, He who rebukes a man will in the end gain more favor than he who has a flattering tongue. Solomon wrote in Proverbs 9 verse 8, he said, Do not rebuke a mocker or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Examples 
David, one of the most affectionate men, wrote, Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Psalms 141 verse 5. Another example. David and Jonathan were the greatest friends. They loved each other as their own souls. First Samuel chapter 18 verse 1 and verse 3. They helped each other be the best before God. First Samuel 23:16 says, And Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. What a friendship. Dear brothers and sisters, what kind of friend do you want? What kind of friend are you? Do you want one who pampers your fancies and flatters your vanity? Do you want one who enjoys your presence, cheers you with kindness, and serves you? Such a friend will not help. You need a real friend who will watch for your soul and correct you when necessary. David anointed to be king of Israel. Indeed, was thankful for the sincere friendship of Abigail, proven by her respectful rebuke of him. And what did Abigail do? First Samuel chapter 25 verse 32 to 34. It reads, David said to Abigail, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nebo would have been left alive by daybreak. This was an appreciation of David because of the uh, the rebuke that he you know, received from Abigail. Dear friends, there must be more husbands and wives who ought to pursue this higher degree of affection and companionship. Where can you find godly friends described and implied by this proverb? In it in a true church of Jesus Christ, of course, you will find true friends, where the duties and privileges of friendship and love are exemplified, taught, promoted, and required. You need the body of Christ made up of unique members chosen by God for maximizing your spiritual prosperity. When we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27, you find these examples. Let me just read 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 27. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part but of many. 
If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unrepresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This is what it is as love and true friendship. If you are one of God's elect, Jesus Christ gave his life for you and lives today for you. And he wisely chastens your every fault for your perfection in holiness. He is the greatest friend you will ever have. God bless you as you contemplate on this message. Shalom. Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about TEL, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.